This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. Let's what's, do this. <laughs> what's up there, Wacker? Nothing. Not too much? You know, no, um... Nothing happened this week of any interest to anyone. Do I... Oh, it was your birthday. Do I look more mature, <laughs> being You're, that I'm now 35? You look like someone in your late 30s. You know, I mean, and from someone on the other side of the generational divide in my early 30s, huzzah, sir. No, seriously, dude. I've matured and moved into a new demographic. I'm now yeah. 35 to 52. You're still 17 to 34. Yeah. Did the AARP call you yet? Not yet. I'm, I'm awaiting their phone call. How's the Medicaid treatment? Medicare, the, I guess. The Medicaid actually well, it covers the cost of my depends. <laughs> No, but you know, I, good to know. I was dreading the impending 35th birthday. I, you know, I never look forward to my birthdays. I'm always gloomy on my birthdays. Right. Yeah, because you're like a woman. Yeah, well, no. Actually, women and gay men get excited about their birthdays. Those are the people who are like, I want to party. I want to do a big celebration. Well, young, young women and young gay men, but old women and old gay men lament their, their declining years. Yeah, okay, up until the point they're 30. Yeah. But I, even back then, when but I was you're... 30, I never wanted to make a big deal for my birthday. I just, yeah. I don't want to do it. My, sister's, my sister every year is like, God, you're such a birthday bitch. Uh-huh. It's because I'd rather, I'd rather go unnoticed. I don't want people buying me gifts. People start buying me gifts. Now I got to remember their birthday and I got to buy them a gift. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, like, I, I bought you a gift. Yeah, but you bought me booze, which is the perfect gift. And which I'm probably going to drink the most of during and, these podcasts. And then, but I mean, on your birthday, it's like, oh, sweet. I'll just go out and buy you some booze. Right, but it's, it's people easy. who put thought into it. They go and buy me. And I mean, okay, I got some really cool gifts this you year. You did? I got some really cool things this but year. But now you have to reciprocate. <laughs> I, and reciprocate at the same <laughs> level. Like uh, P-Town bought me Cooking with Coolio, a Coolio cookbook. How do you top that? Well, how do I top that? Yeah. I know it, it makes you me don't. nervous now. Now, now I'm gonna have to be like, okay, well now I got to find something equally as cool, you know, equally as obscure. Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of which, look what my brother got me. Did you see that thing? Yeah, and I, and I really don't appreciate it, sort of being behind me and sort of staring <laughs> at me. And I don't know if it's coming to life, like you know, some uh, puppet master four type thing back there. So, so I'm going to post a picture of that. Maybe it's kind a, of indescribable. Yeah. It's, you know, it's he, describable, but you know, what's indescribable about it is how gay it is. It's the gayest thing I've ever seen. And I'm not saying gay in the general pejorative term. I mean like really gay, like homosexual almost gay. makes me want to suck some. It's cock. homo gay. Yeah. It's, it's a very gay thing. It's the epitome of gay. But my brother, it was funny because my brother told me, he, he called me, he was like, you got to come over to my house and uh, pick up your gift. I'm surprised he parted with it, to tell you the truth. I, I was actually quite surprised. But he, I mean, he was really excited and, and really demanding. He told me on Monday, you got to come over and pick up your gift. So I went over to his house and he's like, here you go, guy. This is your <laughs> gift. And I look and I was, I, I was kind of like stunned because I, I, I didn't really know what to say. I was a bit speechless. I'm like, God, that's the gayest thing I've ever laid eyes upon. So it's kind of a base relief 
statues of two dudes chumming it up in what might be like a 1940s steam room or something. It looks like something that Cary Grant would have used to hold his magazines. And for masturbatory stimulation. Yeah, it's like these two guys. uh, I think they're both in their undergarments. One guy has a mustache, and he's looking at the other guy, and the other guy's kind of holding open his robe suggestively. And it's a statue, and it weighs like 30 pounds. Yeah, they're both in their undergarments, which... People used to be more elaborate back in the 40s. but And then they have shoes on. I, I don't Why really, do they have shoes on? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't that even... some kind of like a 1940s like code of like, it's, oh, it's inappropriate if there's no shoes. But as long as they have their shoes on, it's not very gay. It's well, I think incredibly gay. how do you tap, do the, the tap codes barefoot? That's all I got to say, Wackley. Because if you're barefoot. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, <clears throat> It's One difficult. guy's shoes are brown and the other guy's shoes are red, so maybe that means something else. <laughs> it could. But no, I, I don't even know what I'm going to do with that. Um, I'm thinking re-gift, but um, I do know someone who's... Well, I've already a, seen it, so you can't re-gift I, I do know day. someone who has a birthday coming up in March. <laughs> but seriously, I got some cool stuff this year. A lot of people gave me booze. I, have, I think I have whiskey for the next uh, at least eight shows. Don't discourage the listeners from sending whiskey! Send more. It was my birthday. But um, but seriously, though, all the way around, this is a, an epic birthday weekend. Friday night, I went out with uh, my friend Holly. She took me to Ultimate Surrender. Mm-hmm. Is that a chick flick or something? No, it's a wrestling reality show. that it's, it's like nude competitive female wrestling. Whoa. Where the winners fuck the losers with strap-on dildos. I've never seen anything quite like it. Not a chick flick at all. No, it's like uh, it was tag teams. There's like four chicks going at it, and yeah. unless just, you unless you call a lesbian porn a chick flick, which sometimes <laughs> I do. I guess it could be, yeah. but um, but you know, you, you think you hear wrestling and you hear nude females, you think Jello, you think mud, mud honey, honey, oil. None of that. This was on a wrestling mat. These Straight girls up. were going at it, like yeah, like slamming each other down, like I Kumite. Mean, yeah, this was like, like I mean, blood this sport was type intense. Shit. This was aggressive. I mean, yeah. Except it also involved uh, digital vaginal penetration. A lot of um, interesting. A lot of cunnilingus going on. That's how they got the, they got extra points. <laughs> but it was at kink.com. It's a place I've always wanted to go. Um, the kink.com is a huge BDSM site located here in the city, and uh, they and your only- friend works there. Yeah, they own the armory, and so Holly works for them and uh, does some modeling for them, and she's also a fighter. For ultimate surrender, and yeah. so um, in a second we're going to give her a call and uh, discuss uh, what it takes to be a fighter, a, uh, a female wrestler for uh, UltimateSurrender.com. So she's wrestled in it, and she took you because she wasn't actually in the match. I think I think her. Team... You weren't like you weren't like a, you weren't like Adrian in the crowd, and she's yelling your name at the end. <laughs> she was with you in the crowd, right? No, she was with me in the crowd. Do Simon, do Holly. No, she. Um, no, her uh, team was eliminated. I think in the semifinals. Prior to that, yeah. So show. this was the championship uh, ultimate surrender. It decided who ultimately won the uh, the season. So yeah, we went and checked that out. That was Friday night. Then Saturday, uh, we went to a furry convention, hmm. which um, everyone's read about furries on the internet. It's like the people that uh, dress up in the fur animal costumes, like yeah. the fur suits. Uh-huh. I don't have a really sophisticated view of that. Uh, dude, dude, it was fetish. very, it was it, it very much, disquieting. It goes back to my old saw: people have too much time, too on, much their time hands. on their hands. Yeah. Your you fetish know, should be vaginas. What boobs. surprised me about it, and we're gonna have to do a whole show on those guys. 
Uh, but what surprised me about it is it was really gay. Really? I would say 90% of the people there were uh, gay. Oh, I, didn't, it's I a gay never thing. knew that. It's not, a, it's not a straight thing. There's no, there's no man-on-woman furry action going on? Or 10% you 10%. I mean, there are, there are very few women there. there are very yeah, few it must be hard for a furries. female furry. Yeah. I mean, uh, and one, one thing I never learned, a term I never learned before, have you ever heard of yiffing? Do you know what yiffing yeah, is? right. It's, no, I've heard the word, but I don't really know what it means. It's when two it's very foxes, well, well, when foxes uh, mount each other and rut. They call it yiffing. You're not talking about foxy ladies. You're talking about actual foxes. Uh, actual the, and the animals, like the uh, fox, when, they, okay. when, they, when they're humping each other. And not even other. actual foxes. People dressed up as, in fox suits. That's what they do. And they dress up in bear suits and uh, fox suits, and they go and yiff each other. And I guess there's Is it only piles. the foxes, or is it all the furs? All of them. The bears, okay. the skunks, the, the pandas. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, I, I posted some pictures on my Facebook. I posted this like heavy metal unicorn guy. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. And uh, yeah, then was, I mean, these people spent thousands of dollars on these fursuits. So it would, that was a very interesting thing. That was during the day, and then uh, Saturday night, my sister threw that huge uh, party, which uh, we all got really drunk at. Yeah, it was incredibly drunk, and I apologize to anybody who was there with me. <laughs> Yeah, I must have done six shots, and I got really drunk the night before, but I still ended up having like a two-day binger, and then... Uh, you got to. Yeah. It's, I, it's like you're coming out of your early, your, your early 30s pupa into your late 30s decrepit butterfly mode. Yeah, well, now it's, I'm, I'm at the point where it's like my drunk stories are just really pathetic, and people are going to be like, you need help, because yeah, I'm over 35. Like, it, when I'm talking about slipping, slipping in urine and then bashing my head on like a bathroom cabinet, people now are going to be like... Especially girls. Sad. Girls that are over 30, 30 are like, you know, maybe you should go to AA. You know, a friend of mine <laughs> goes to classes for that. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, younger girls, back when I was 34, I used to impress a young lady. would be like, wow, that guy's rock and roll. Right. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. If you keep dating now. the young girls, then yeah. they still think like that. So I, I hear all the girls at AA are, are hot to trot, right? That was like that book by, uh, what's his name? Well, I think they're easy. Chuck yeah. Pontiac. Yeah. What yeah. was that book called? Choke. Choke, yeah. yeah. Well, he also went to like sex addict uh, classes. I think too. he went to both, though. I think even the AA classes that started, you know, I can't drink, so what am I going to do to fill the void? Smoke and fuck. Smoke and have sex. Now, yeah. I bet you could probably meet some hot chicks. And you know they're going to be easy. Uh huh. I mean, Didn't work out for Charlie, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we better not keep her waiting. Um, we're going to give a call to Holly Stevens, celebrated porn star. You know, she's actually the queen of clown porn as well. Really? Um, yeah, no, she does That's this, a whole, like, this story. whole genre of clown porn. Yeah, there's so much uh, so much to get into with this. We might need to have Holly back again. Yeah, no, I think, think we're going to have her back on the show when we uh, talk about furries okay. because uh, she seems to know a lot about furry culture. We're going to talk more about furries. More later. about furries. Sure, yeah. okay. Well, we'll have to do that in the future. But, uh, yeah, let's give Holly a call um, from uh, kink.com. She's a model for them. And uh, ultimatesurrender.com is the site, and that is the nude competitive wrestling site, um, the match that I actually saw on Friday. So uh, let's give Holly a call and uh, – Learn about what it takes to be a female fighter for UltimateSurrender.com. Yeah. Hello? Holly. Yes. Hey, what's up? It's D. Simon Lance Wackley calling from Sick and Wrong. How's it going? Pretty good. Hey, Holly. I hope uh, we're not disturbing a shoot or anything, are we? No, not at all. Are you allowed to have a cell phone, like, uh, you know, when you're performing? No. All cell phones should be turned off. Okay. Where would I, you put it? Uh, exactly. I, you know, I didn't even think about that. Where yeah. would you put it? 
probably be difficult. Well, anyway, Holly, I want to thank you um, for uh, taking me with you to the incredible experience that is Ultimate Surrender on Friday night. Yeah, you're quite welcome. It was, uh, you know, it, it was quite an amazing um, experience. It's just something to see. I think I, I did should... see some of the, the pictures and, uh, we're on gonna... Holly's phone. Yeah, we're going to have to post those pictures or post <laughs> at least a couple, at least to the forum. I don't know if, um, but yeah, no, I think it was a life-changing, a very eye-opening experience. And now I fear women and what they can do to me. I did before. <laughs> I kind of, well, you know, I mentioned before, but I totally thought there's going to be mud. There's going to be jello. There's going to be some oil, but there was none of that. It was a wrestling mat and it was just intense, very aggressive wrestling. Yeah. It's a, it's an out for blood type of wrestling match. There's been several injuries on many occasions. Yeah, I, I could uh, totally see that happening. I, th I think the only difference between that and, uh, you know, wrestling that you would see, you know, real, like, uh, wrestling you see in the Olympics is that there's finger banging and the girls are naked. <laughs> but yeah. I, I just think that enhances. Yeah. Uh, there is finger banging in, like, uh, men's high school wrestling. I don't know if you Is there? <laughs> right up the ass, yeah. Yeah, you know, I never did uh, male... There was a wrestling move. Like, the guys used, that was called the shocker, and that's when you slip a finger into the butthole. So wait, you, can you do the shocker when you're wrestling with the girls? Um, well, I mean, sticking a finger in the chick's pussy is pretty much the same thing. But you actually score points for that. Oh, okay, so no points, and for, no points for the butthole. Ooh. Do they start off clothed and slowly become more and more naked, or do they start off naked? It, it's kind of half-clothed. Like, you're wearing a bikini, but, you know, that gets ripped off eventually. Like... There's a point system for whenever you pin the girl that as soon as you have her pin and you have her in a hold, then you're able to do anything to her. Like you can grope her, take her clothes off, stick her finger in her, lick her face, whatever. <laughs> so it's, it's encouraged to do that. Right. It, well, that, it, it's all based on points. And so your, your points increase when you, when you do something like that, right? Yes, exactly. And it's, it's tag team wrestling. So you're, so uh, well, there, there's a one-on-one, -on -one, and then the tag team is a live audience. Uh, okay, so that what we saw was the uh, the championships of the the tag team, right? Exactly. And so when we when we went there, there were only two teams left at that point. What what happened to your team? <laughs> My team, we lost by twenty points. My partner uh, Bella Rossi, she was kind of freaking out um she has an issue when people are well another thing you can smother the chicks with your tits or their, your pussy or whatever and she was kind of freaking out because one of the other opponents has giant tits and was pretty much suffocating her and she was freaking out because she couldn't breathe okay and so then what did she just um you know tap out and she was done well finally um the ref just had her out for the rest of the time and had me come in. And, um, yeah, I was actually doing really well, but by the end it was me against the clock. And I had the chick pin and had my fingers in her pussy, and it was just me against the clock with the points. And you just couldn't make up the deficit? No, nope, no, nope, almost. So what, how far did you get there? Did you get to the semifinals? Uh, we almost did the semifinals. The quarters. Yeah, well, the, the two girls that, that won the, the championship, I, were they called the Dragons or something? They're wearing... Yes, they were the Dragons. I, I they were fierce. You probably wouldn't even want to wrestle them. 
I have wrestled the both of them before. And yeah, they're extremely tough. Yeah. So Ultimate Surrender, it's ultimatesurrender.com. It's a part of kink.com, yeah. the, the site that you work for, work for. And that's the world's premier BDSM site? Yeah, they're the uh, leading BDSM company in the world. And they're located right here in the city of San Francisco. In the armory. Yeah, the armory, which is... Uh, what was the armory before? An armory. <laughs> but I mean, did, did the government own it? Like a... uh, It was a place where a bunch of squatters and crackheads lived before that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a huge... It's like the size of a city block. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. So the dude, the the guy that owns Kink bought the armory, and now he converted it into like movie sets in this, uh, just kind of this uh, gymnasium sort of, where they do Ultimate Surrender. Yeah. So how long has Ultimate Surrender been going on? It's been going on since I believe two thousand four. Oh, okay, so a few years. And how long have you been doing it? I've been doing it since 2005. I was out for a year and a half because I had a major neck injury, but then I got back in in 2007. So did you know how to wrestle before you did it, or did you just kind of learn as you went along? You just kind of learn as you go along. Like uh, the guy who runs the site, he teaches you a few moves and then just kind of throws you in there. But, you know, you think you know the moves when he teaches you, but once some chick's running after you, you know, you kind of draw a blank so. yeah no i mean i i was surprised like if if i had just watched that and i was about to wrestle and i saw how aggressive the girls were i think i would have been a bit scared like were you a little frightened or intimidated yes <laughs> and then you're just like ah let me at him yeah and and you feel it for the next two or three days like the first time i wrestled i was sore in places i didn't even know i could be sore and it was it was wild have you sustained any injuries, fat lip, black eye, broken out tooth, or anything like that? <laughs> Just my pride. No, <laughs> I, like, <laughs> no. Luckily, I never have. But no, I know girls who have definitely had to go to the hospital. Uh, my teammate, I watched her shoulder get screwed up. Like one of the girls just threw her down in the wrong spot, and I saw her wince and start crying <laughs> there's nothing i could do about it It was kind of horrible yeah well i just want to clarify though you're not doing like pile drivers <laughs> and suplexes it's it's real like olympic style wrestling you sir you heard her say how big that chick's boobs were you, that's yeah. hard to pile drive a chick that's shaped like that <laughs> but th there's like some like jujitsu style locks though when you lock it up lock up the girl tag out and another girl comes over and like licks her pussy <laughs> those girls too like they actually do some sort of fighting on the side like uh some of the girls that were fighting that night they do, do jujitsu and they do like practice wrestling and everything on the side like i do kickboxing on the side so uh, but yeah there's a lot of girls who are just really into kicking ass all the time so we mentioned it's, it's modified tag team wrestling like they they the the guy who created it came up with his own rules, so to speak, for just yeah. for ultimate surrender. And by modified, I mean girls are naked and they're rewarded for vag penetration. Oh, definitely, or whatever you can get a hold of. And you have to fight on your knees because it's less injury, you know, on your knees than when you're standing and fighting. So, how many rounds do they fight in a match? Uh, for, well, um, for the tag team and for the one on one, it's. Well, altogether, it's four rounds, 
but the first three rounds are the actual wrestling round, and then the fourth round is a round where the loser gets fucked with a strap on and just defiled and whatever. Yeah, hot and sexy strap on business time. <laughs> like it, you saw Jake squirt on the other girl's face, you know. And it, it was it was incredible. Like they so the <laughs> the fourth round, the winners came out with these like pink strap on dildos uh-huh. and uh, just. Pretty much like, I mean, they were doing a train on these girls. One girl had her face shoved in the other girl's ass. Actually, I think you sent me a picture of that, which I'll definitely post. Um, but yeah, at the end, this the one girl who had really, I mean, she had huge tits. I think they're fake. But um, she was straddling this girl's face with a Hitachi magic wand vibrator. Mm-hmm. And just female, It's a massager. Yeah, massager. <laughs> female ejaculate just sprayed out of her. I mean, it looked like she dumped a gallon of apple juice all over this girl's face. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Did that, I mean, does that happen every time, every match? No, but there was a match. Uh, my old tag team partner, Annie Cruz, she's known for being like the chick who just squirts constantly. And she's this itty-bitty girl. It's like you wouldn't even know where it comes from. It's just like she gushes. And we lost once to where the opponents, after she gushed, I believe they had her in the pile driver position with the Hitachi on her. And she just kind of gushed out like a volcano and all over the floor. And they just kind of grabbed me by my hair and just kind of mopped up the floor with <laughs> face and my hair. Yeah, that is the, it, that's the humiliation aspect of it, isn't it? What's the story on squirting nowadays? Is it proven to be real? Is there still a controversy? I, I know there was at one point among some it, people. It's real. like. I, but just some girls do it and some don't? Is that the story? Some girls do, some don't. I can. I can't do it every time. And I definitely know that when I do it, I am not taking a piss. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what they, that's what I've told about, they told the story to. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's just urine. That's mm. piss. Well, one of our friends, I'm not going to mention his name, but had the infamous Lake Merritt incident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the, uh, and, and that was an older woman. Right. was involved with that. And he, it, it was like, uh, she was on top, and all of a sudden it was like, you know, he was underneath Lake Merritt. Well, this this girl that uh, won this wrestling match, she was definitely because I mean she was spraying it out, like uh, intermittently, like, mm-hmm. like spraying it, like uh-huh. spraying a load. So right. I mean, it definitely <laughs> kind of like a, a a garden sprinkler. Kind of, yeah. I mean, right. but just gushing though. I mean, it was like seriously, the girl was like coated with it. I can imagine. So Holly, there's a rivalry between the teams. I mean, there's you can definitely see that everyone has that competitive uh, spirit. But are the girls' friends off the mat? As soon as the gloves are off? Oh, yeah, definitely. No, we're all friends with each other. So it's more like Rocky and Apollo Creed as opposed to Rocky and Ivan Drago. Yeah. Well, Rocky and Apollo Creed, though, in Rocky 1 and 2 were opponents. Yeah, but they're friends. But they became friends after. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, the, the, these girls, you could sense the camaraderie. Mm. I mean, the, the girls were uh, laughing about it, talking to each other, and being like, oh, you remember when I fucked you that time? Mm-hmm. I think I think it's like, you know, I mean, everyone wins, everyone loses. Yeah, that's weird, because, you know, if you and I wrestled naked and my, I had my cock in your face, I wouldn't like you anymore. <laughs> well, with some of these chicks, when you do lose and you're getting fucked by them, are you really losing? Yeah, uh, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, <laughs> D, if you and I were in this situation, yeah, I would be losing. <laughs> so... So let's talk about the crowd here. Is the event open to the public? Uh, not really. It's pretty much just open to all the affiliates from Kink and just friends who, friends of you know, co-workers or whatever at the Armory. 
So are there perverts there, though? Because I noticed one yeah. guy in a yeah, pink tie. Yeah, there's some, like, diehard fans and everything that they can get into it. There's a certain amount of people who can go see it, but it's usually just, like, the fans of Ultimate Surrender. The, the best guy that was in the stands, because there's probably about, what, 25, 30 people there? Yeah, probably about that, yeah. Quite exclusive. There's this guy, that uh, this uh, Asian guy wearing a pink tie that was just going up to this, this one of the wrestlers was kind of, I don't know, she was kind of like like bent over, she was on her knees, squatting sort of, uh-huh. and he was getting like as close as he could to take a picture of the cell phone of her butthole. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it was, I mean, you got pictures of it, it was great. Photos of the man taking photos. Cause yeah. And, and then his buddy was just sitting right next to him, this big fat guy eating like French onion dip and yeah. sun chips. And popcorn. And popcorn, yeah. It was Pop a, bag of popcorn. It, it was it was disgusting. But um but you were allowed to take photos, which I was kinda of surprised because, you know, they're they're filming this to sell on their their site. Right. So so it's exclusive to attend, but you can go to the site and wa- and watch the stuff, pay for it. Oh oh yeah, definitely. That's the point. Right? Yeah, no, okay. yeah, I mean you can go and you can see the whole match on the site. Yeah. It's way more fun though being there. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. So when yeah. is well, but it's exclusive. So you know, like half of famous podcasting duos get invited, but then other half don't. Well, next time it comes around, I'll let you know. All right. So, Thank you. So when does the new season start up? I believe. Oh, geez, I don't know when the next tag team starts. I believe it starts in April or May. So, are you going to be wrestling this year? Yeah, I'm usually an alternate. Okay, so if someone gets hurt or if someone just can't do it or can't make it? Yeah, as soon as someone gets injured or decides that they don't want to be in porn anymore because they're with their boyfriend and, you know, the boyfriend's talked them out of being in porn and whatever. That's what happened the last time I Why can't boyfriends be more open-minded? Seriously. I know. <laughs> I, just, uh, I just don't get it. So the site is ultimatesurrender.com, and you can buy a subscription. You can see the full matches, and they have all the rounds, right? So they even have, um, so you, yeah, the, the, the whole full rounds. Yeah. Everything, and they have the pre-interviews and the interviews after. Like, what you didn't see, they always interview the girls, and they ask, like, you know, what do you think of your opponent? How do you, what strategies are you going to use to beat them? You know, all that stuff. And then at the end, you know, they interview them again, like, you know. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't want to gloss over that because that's like, you know, in professional wrestling, that's the best part is the trash talking. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do, I mean, do they get in character, though? Or are they sitting there trash talking afterwards? Some of them do. Is there is there a mean gene type of character who does the interviews <laughs> and everything? Yeah. No, there's really no. I mean, like, all the wrestlers we have are it's own like names or whatever. But we don't have characters. I mean, it's just us. And if we feel like being a dick that day and talking shit and we can or okay, okay there's no like macho woman <laughs> no, no. Macho I, woman. I am the Amazon <laughs> so um what other king sites do you work for I know there's a kick has a number of sites yeah I pretty much I pretty much shoot for all of them um let's see the most recent one was training of O where I was in training to be a slave for four days straight which he basically just tortured me for four days and then make me write like book reports Jesus Christ wow that book, is fucking torture yeah book reports got to be <laughs> horrible reports, yeah. well, what, when you say training what do they make you do like, what was the worst thing you had to do the worst thing oh jeez uh, did it involve urine 
No, no, there was no urine. Well, it's not too bad then. No, it wasn't that bad. Um, they cleaned my entire body, including my face, while I was tied up. That's when I started crying. Wait, they did what to your face? They caned my entire body and okay. my face. Ooh. That is torture. <laughs> no, that's you're like, tied that's up. like the Philippine-style torture. That's real torture. <laughs> that's like Singapore. It's like, like seriously. Islamic country torture. You smoke a joint in Singapore. I think that's what they, they do. They the shit out of you. Yeah. God, that's I all... looked like a tiger for several weeks after that. So that, that site's called The Training of Owen. Can you see that whole video of the slaves being trained? Yeah, you can see the whole four days. Wow. Do you wear like a gimp mask and everything? No, but they did bring out a gimp. <laughs> they actually had one there? They do have a gimp. They, wow. They have one gimp at, at Kink. They have several in-house female slaves. And Who's the gimp? Do you know him like on you know outside of work? Yeah, yeah, I've hung out with him before. He's he's a good spirit about all that. And this is a midget gimp or a full size gimp? No, he's a full size gimp. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, he he's one of the guys who. Um, well, it's a new site now. It used to be called Men and Pain. They have a new site now called Divine Bitches. Divine and Bitches. That's when hot doms beat the shit out of dudes and fuck them in the butt. <laughs> and uh, cool. yeah, he's. Trained on divine bitches, so he's graduated to gimp now. He's at nice. gimp. Yeah, how do you get that job? Is there like a posting on Craigslist? <laughs> Actually, I think you can go on Craigslist if if you really want the shit beat out of you by hot chick who's willing to like take them in the butt for a good five minutes. Hmm. Um, you can actually go on Kink's site and you can fill out a form. So one day, with enough training, are you eventually going to be one of those doms that gets to beat the crap out of some guy and then uh, sodomize him? Oh, I've already done that <clears throat> several times. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're already there. I'm a, a master with the strap on. Oh, it's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what about like, uh, what would you say there's a site you are telling me about called Wired Pussy? What's that all about? Oh, that's, yeah, that's um, all uh, terrible. Um <laughs> I've only done it once. It's um, all anything that's all like electricity, like electricity play and everything. So, okay, and they actually attach like electrodes or something to your. Yeah, your... like I had the thing that made me cry, and they kind of screwed up on. Like they had me tied up with my arms over my head, and this chick, Princess Donna, who runs the site, she put these nipple clamps on me, which I'm already not a fan of, but connected it to this voltage box. And didn't have it turned all the way down. Was like, okay, I'm gonna test this on you. And she turned it on, and it was like, I don't know. It just, yeah, that was. You got to start off low, though, right? Work your work your way up. Oh, and I was screaming, and just the tears were rolling down my eyes. And for two days after that, my sleep, like if I'd roll over and my nipple would hit the bed, I'd wake up and freaked out. Man, that did. Our, our listener Kitty from up in Chico just completely creamed her panties. Yeah. She loves the nipple <laughs> clamp and the nipple, all that shit. Nipple pain. God, ele electricity of the nipple clamp. It sounds painful. Uh, so so people can go to kink.com and you can check out any of these sites. It's all listed on the main site. Yes. And uh, you do a live session there too, right? Yeah, yeah. I do kink live where people can go on and ask me to do whatever and watch me hurt myself. <laughs> it, it, it's... Or fuck myself, whatever. It kind of cracks me up. It's like, so you got to be a member to it, but you can go watch 
a girl live sitting in a room, right? Just chained up and you can say, hey, you know, put yeah, that nipple clamp in, bed. stick that butt plug in your butt. Yeah, put some clamps on, you know. <laughs> Is there anything you won't do? <laughs> do, like... do an impression of Ozzy Osbourne? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Apparently there was, a, uh, there was a guy who went on recently and asked one of the girls to do an impression of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Did she? Yes. <laughs> Wow, I don't like to see that. So when's the next time you're on Kink Live so people can go check it out? Um, I will actually be on, um, well, tomorrow. I'll be on um, 12 to 4. Wow. So it's a four-hour shift to just hang out in the room uh, taking requests. Through the requests. magic of podcasting, we don't really even know when that's going to be because this show will post tomorrow, so maybe oh, today. Right. But it's 12 to 4 Pacific Standard Time, though. On the 28th. <clears throat> yeah, tomorrow. All right. So people can go check out just kinklive.com? Yeah. Oh, cool. There, there you go, people. You can go check out Holly live in the flesh and tell her to do things. Like, um, I don't know, come up with something a little more um, <laughs> a little more creative than Abraham Lincoln. I think that's pretty creative. I, I would request FDR. Who's to say? Who would see an FDR impression? Because <laughs> no, well, everybody knows what FDR sounds like, but nobody knows what Abraham Lincoln sounds like, so you can get creative. Yeah, I guess you really could. Like, Hello, I'm Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> what? That's what he sounded like. You don't know. I'd rather try to do like a cartoon character or something like Kermit the Frog and I don't know. Oh. Yeah, you, you could go with that. I'd, I'd be I'd be picking a snork. There are puppet fetishes in the audience. So <laughs> they will anyway, be tuning in. Anyway, Holly, thanks for being on the show and thank you for taking me to Ultimate Surrender. And uh, when you're wrestling again, let me know because I'd love to go check it out again. And uh, I know we're going to have you on the show um, in the future, in the near future, because uh, the next day, Holly and I went to a furry convention with uh, one of your coworkers. Yes. And uh, she's really into furries. Is she a furry? Um, everything. She, yeah, she's pretty much into uh, ev- anything and everything. So she's going to come on and discuss the world of furries and the world of um, uh, transsexuality. Which will be pretty cool. That's a full. That's a whole show. <laughs> she does shemale porn. Doesn't kink.com do shemale porn as well? Yes, they do. So I'm, I'm thinking next month we'll have you back on and we'll bring Juliet on. And uh, yeah, it'll be a, a... We'll have to do the whole hour. Yeah, it'll be an hour-long interview. And we'll learn about furries and we'll learn about transsexuals. That'd be great. But thank you, Holly, for being on the show. And uh, yeah, I'll, um, I'll uh, give you a call a little later. All right. All right. Take Goodbye. it easy. So there you go, Wackerly. Those are women who can kick your ass. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised at how much of what she talked about relates to my performance in the bedroom. Like, you know, when you're in there, all of a sudden Wait, you, don't, you, you don't know what you're doing, even though you've watched it and thought you were going to know what you were doing. Once you get in there, it's it all just dissipates out of your head. What are you saying? The girl straps on a dildo sodomizes you, then sometimes, female, ejac- sometimes, female ejaculate all over your face? Sometimes that happens, yet I think it's just pee. I suspect. <laughs> Have you ever been with a girl though that uh, can spray like that? No, I've never had that like you know monumental wetness thing. You know, I've experienced it a couple times where it's just all over the place. I thought it was piss, uh-huh. you know, because I was just like, what the what the fuck? Uh-huh. I'm like soaked, and I, no, the, you know what you know what it is, and I've heard this from uh, multiple guys. It's when you're fucking a girl, like when you're sitting on the couch and she's on top of you, and she's really getting into it. That's when they spray. Why? Because your dick is exceptionally deep inside I, them or something? I've, I don't know. I've, I've just heard it's like when they're on top because uh-huh. they're really grinding or something, and that causes them to uh, to ejaculate. 
It doesn't have to be a pregnant chick, right? This isn't like water breaking scenario. Yeah, I don't fuck pregnant chicks. <laughs> it's not water breaking. But some of them are so fat, you wouldn't even know. And then, then I've heard that uh, girls that have uh, the magic wands, that's another thing. It's the, the, cl- the clitoral thing. stimulation, that can cause them to spray I've heard as so well. much about this, and I've never seen one in real life. I mean, I've seen it online, but. Now, you know, this girl, as soon as she pulled one out, probably took her about three minutes and just coated that girl. So it's just like an industrial strength vibrator that's been around since the 50s. I, th- I think they use, I mean, I think uh, people use the, the Hitachi magic wand to like, you know, vibe to massage their backs. Uh-huh. I mean, it's something that's been yeah. around forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One out of every hundred <laughs> users uses it for that. So, oh, no. yeah, I need to put this vi- big vibrating ball on my back. Now I feel better. People, seriously, go to ultimatesurrender.com, and you can watch previews of these matches. But, I yeah. mean, they were uh, very intense, uh, very aggressive. I don't know if they're going to be able to show it in the previews, but one of my favorite um, uh, parts of the, the, the whole event was the music. And I forgot to bring that up with Holly, but the music was perfect. Like, whoever was, um, was uh, DJing it, I mean, he was playing all the songs. I mean, Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, you got to play um, that. When a girl won, they were doing the, You're the Best Around. That's from Bloodsport, right? Or Rocky, I think. Or oh, no, Karate Kid. Karate, Karate Kid. Kid. That was Karate right. Kid. Uh, they did Danger Zone. Right, okay. Um, and uh, the final Top countdown. Gun. The final countdown. Uh-huh. That was that Lots was a of big Kenny one. Loggins, probably. Yeah, no, I think, I think they're definitely... But it was triumphal the, music. But it was the music, yeah. It was uh, triumphant music. Like, it was music that really got you pumped. Yeah. You, I mean, you were pumped, ready to see the, uh, the strap-ons come on, and those girls get the uh, shit fucked out of them. Yeah. yeah. I would have been ready anyways, but yeah, that's no. besides the point. It, it was definitely uh, great to see. So people, go check out kink.com, and uh, yeah, there's a whole bevy of websites uh, that you could get into. Is that where they have the fucking machines or not? Yeah, the fucking machines are on there. That's on there. It's all about BDSM and uh, humiliation. We used to know the guy who who was like the mechanic for the fucking machines. He, he worked in the machine shop. Like yeah. he uh, he you know uh, built those fucking yeah. machines. He moved to Sacramento or something. Yeah, I don't know if he does it anymore, but must look great on a resume. <laughs> so, people, this is episode uh, two eleven here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show, episode two ten. We had three listener stories. All three were uh, equally formidable. Uh, number one here was the Teutonic Testicle Twister story. And, Wackley, i got to give it to you. Yeah. That was a great title. That was that about a 12.30 a.m. drunken moment of genius. i got to commend you on that. Teutonic Testicle Twister. Um, I think that was above the heads of most of our listeners. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It just Still sounds great. great. Rolls Greatness off the does not uh, abide in the eye of the observer <laughs> or something like that. Second listener sent a story about uh, preacher murder sex. Uh, preacher murdered his wife and uh, tried to frame it as a suicide. Yeah, and that the- description wasn't so good. I think I blew my mental load <laughs> on the earlier one. <laughs> and the third listener sent in a story about a Canadian who raped a cat. Well, the number one story, the story that won episode 210, was the Teutonic Testicle Twister, the, the German that uh, ripped that guy's nuts off. You know, any gentle mutilation, especially when it involves scrotums. We gave it a five each. Yeah. So we agreed. And not to go off track here, but did you notice in the forum that more girl, you know, the, the fine lass from Florida uh, that sent us the booze for Christmas uh, on the forum Posted some severed testicles this week. Yes, yeah, severed post-mortem testicles. And I was I looking at that, that, and I was like, maybe those are eyeballs. Please be eyeballs. And then I just kept looking at them like, no, those are 
Balls, balls. I Testy it, balls. When I saw that, I thought it looked like the Chinese food that my brother ate the other night. We <laughs> <laughs> went out to dinner. Sweet sour chicken. It's not the first time my brother ate balls. Gross. Um, so the uh, listener number one, Teutonic Testicle Twister, came in number one with 142 votes. The Canadian Cat Rape came in a close second with 117. And the uh, Murder Sex Preacher came in third with 49 votes. We got a couple people who voted and... Um, Commented about the, uh, the, the episode, uh, a couple key points here. Ben wrote in, he said, the preacher murder sex song lyrics sent, um, sent to the bulls or balls chick by the psycho preacher is by the all American rejects. I think he, uh, sang a song called, oh. he, he quoted a song called dirty yeah. words and, and the article stupidly didn't say who sang it. And I asked for people to yes. call in if they knew. So the, the song, uh, it was lyrics from a song by the All-American Rejects. All right. He says, I should know because those cock gobblers are from Oklahoma, the hillbilly hell in which I currently reside. <laughs> it's good to know. And then uh, the, the, second con- the second comment here that I think is worth noting is uh, sent in by Mike. He said, regarding your opening dialogue from episode 210, please don't ever do tech talk again. <laughs> I don't have the slightest idea what point D. Simon was trying to make about this. You guys usually have very clever and interesting banter, but this show is lacking, confusing, and just not up to par. (laughs) But I love you guys. 53-year-old truck driving listener from Clovis, California. Clovis. (laughs) You you don't know why? Because I don't think uh, that Mike over here owns a computer. Might be me. (laughs) (laughs) Or an Atari 20 years ago. (laughs) Or maybe a sense of... Humor, <laughs> because obviously we don't know anything about tech either. Yeah, come on, come on, D. Take the criticism graciously. No, I, I I'm appreciate sure it. We, we, we this had, guy from Clovis knows what he's talking about. We have mixed reviews about every show, but we got a few of uh, tech. What that sucked. Okay, we had yeah. a lot of those that sucked, but then we got a lot of them. Uh, do a tech talk every week. Yeah, sometimes which, we come up with a concept while we're doing the show, and maybe it doesn't work so well. <laughs> that was totally off the cuff, though. <laughs> But uh, thank you, uh, uh, people, for uh, for voting there. And uh, yeah, Teutonic Testicle Twister listener, uh, you won episode 210. Wackily, uh, we got a number of good stories here for episode 211. People, you know the way the show works. Uh, we comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Most of the listeners send them in to sickerunkpodcast at hotmail.com. We present three listener submissions here on the show. Audience votes as to which is the most disturbing news item. And the winner gets a sick and wrong care package. Which we're going to have new care packages for everybody quite soon. I keep hearing that, yeah. Yeah, uh, very soon. I'm making some prints, some uh, sick and wrong posters for people. That we will sign, yeah. correct? So before we get to the stories here for episode 211, we have a new promo from adamandeve.com. So instead of just playing our old little 30-second uh, uh, clips that people made for us, I actually right. have to read this one. Oh, fuck. It's old school. So I'll, I'll do this quick. Adam and Eve promo here. It's a Valentine's Day promo. So people, you know Valentine's Day is just around the corner. So why don't you make this Valentine's Day one you'll never forget? And I'm not talking about Rohypnol and uh, and you know all uh, gags, sp- spike dildo here, plastic um, shopping bags. Over I'm the talking head. about an amazing offer here from AdamandEve.com. Through Valentine's Day, so up until now, till Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Go to AdamandEve.com. You'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and an endless selection of DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you'll receive a romance kit free. It's a romance kit. The romance kit includes a toy for him, a massager for her, for the lady. For the ladies. And a little something 
You'll both enjoy. Hmm. And I don't think it's a Thai boy. I think it's something else. Thai boys can satisfy men and women. Yep. It's interesting. Plus a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. Because uh-huh. if the romance kit doesn't put you in the mood, the DVD will. <laughs> Do you still get the lube? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's the, the something you'll both enjoy. <laughs> and that's not all. Oh, no. We'll throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out AdamandEve.com today for the special Valentine's Day offer. Good through February 14th only. Get 50% off one item, free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter the code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, at AdamandEve.com. Yeah. So, Wacker, let's get a kickoff episode 211. How about uh, you start off the show here with uh, your story? I'd be glad to do it. So, like we said, this is from a listener, and he writes, This story is also in Georgia, so it's almost Florida. The show is my favorite podcast. He's talking about this show, Sick and Wrong. Oh, nice. It's good to know. You guys do a great job. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, and keep doing outtakes at the end, signed The Colonel. People love the outtakes, but sometimes we just don't talk about anything funny, so there's no outtake to, to play. Oh, you know, I, it's it's usually random. Like what what happens is I edit the show, and then if I find something funny that that we didn't actually include, right, uh, then I'll put if, it in. If, but if it doesn't like, happen every week. I think uh, if it, if I put it in every week, I don't think it would be as a, as effective. Right, and it has to be sort of like pertinent to itself. If we're talking about something that nobody nobody even gets the reference, then it doesn't make sense. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. So is that Colonel Sanders? It doesn't say. It just says the Colonel. So it could be. Okay. I think he's dead though. I'm sure there's another guy that kind of assumed his role. But if you assume his role, do you still get to be called the Colonel? I'm not sure. What, what, what's Colonel Sanders' first name? Call. NL <laughs> <laughs> <And> Sanders. <laughs> Let me get to the story, D. Quit trying to sidetrack me. No, sorry about that. The case initially began when a teacher noticed scratches on a 12-year-old boy's neck. Her student, obviously. It's never a good sign. When Lynn Middlebrook's Geeter found that her 12-year-old son's report card wasn't to her liking, she didn't offer to help him with homework or ask teachers for extra instruction. <laughs> Public teachers. They make like 12 grand a year. Ma'am, uh, my son is in your class and he's a retard. Could you spend an extra two hours a day just, just focusing on him? No. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to Hooters. We just need some extra tutoring. Yeah. Okay. Pay me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do, what do teachers earn these days? Like nine bucks an hour? Something like that. Yeah. Below minimum wage because they get tips, but yeah. nobody ever really tips them, so <laughs> they're fucked. Worst profession ever, people. Do not go into teaching children. No. Seriously. Very, not very well respected at all in the United States anyway. But anyways, that, that's what she didn't do, the mom of the 12-year-old. Uh, no, she decided something more drastic was in order to punish this kid for his bad grades. The 38-year-old mom from Warm Springs, Georgia, decided the best way for her boy to learn was to kill his pet hamster with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's some tough love. Now, you can imagine the kids out cavorting with his friends, not studying, over at his friends playing Nintendo. Sloughing off. Or Sega Genesis or whatever these kids are into today or or on the Facebook. Um, And you'd think, like, 
you know, maybe she would smash the hamster with a hammer and then he would come home and see the dead hamster be horrified and he would learn his lesson that now he should study. No, actually the mom made him kill the hamster with the hammer. So did she stand right next to him and order him just to smash the thing with a hammer? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I think she knocked him around a little bit because the kid goes into school the next day and he's got like some scratches on his face. But you know, all little kids have scratches because they're like buggering each other in the woods by the school and you know and the twigs are scraping their faces and they're raping the, cats yeah and the kid that's the true raping cats that'll also give you scratches on the face the kid actually tells his teacher the next day about this and she decided to call social workers who in turn called the meriwether county sheriff's department for her visionary parenting strategies I think this article is written from a sarcastic point of view a little bit, <laughs> which is good because I don't have to do any of the work, right? It's already written for me. For her visionary parenting strategies, Geeter is now in jail for animal cruelty, child cruelty, and battery. Ooh, a trifecta. Yeah, she did beat the cat. So, so I'm, pi- I'm picturing the, uh, the, the mother from uh, Goonies. Throw uh-huh. mama from the train. Right. Is, that, is that what this lady looks like? Just this really evil, spiteful woman? There's no picture, but you're missing one. Also, uh, Carrie, that mom. Oh, yeah, the, the mother from Carrie, who uh, we've frequently spoken about in the past. But yeah. I'm just picturing this really uh, malevolent woman. I mean, who would do this to their kid? Little little hamster. Well, who would do it to the kid and who would do it to the hamster? The hamster I care a little bit less about. I had a hamster when I was a kid, and it died after about like three weeks. It's like a fucking goldfish. Did you flush it? I can't remember. I think I buried it in the backyard (laughs) in a shoebox or something. Did the eulogy, the whole thing. They say the kid, the 12-year-old son, had emotional problems and troubles with the truth. (laughs) What 12-year-old isn't that true about? Okay, but as uh, an instructor, a teacher, whatever, if a kid came up to you and said, my mom made me um, smash my my, uh, hamster with a hammer. Yeah, thanks for the not satisfactory grade, you cunt. Would you, I mean, are you supposed to believe anything a kid tells you until proven otherwise? That's a good policy. <laughs> yeah, if you deal with kids on a daily basis, especially 12 years old and younger, believe everything they tell you. Well, I just wonder, though. But Remember, it, the kid had scratches on him. I'm, okay, I'm just saying. So that when, was corroborating when it some comes fishy to stuff abuse, was going on. Though, and, and they say anything, oh, that person touched me, or this person gave me a smurf, so I got into their car. Um... You know, it, when you hear that... Don't give the listeners ideas. <laughs> when you hear that, as a teacher or an instructor or a guidance counselor, you're supposed to be like, I'm calling the police. I think you, I think you do. I think you have, you have to. to, you have to. Uh, we should do a sh- an intro, maybe not an entire show, but maybe an intro about this once. Do you remember back in the 80s, there were the satanic cult scares? Yeah, no, they were quite prevalent back then. And it was always little kids that, you know, there would be these like overzealous... DAs and prosecutors that would sort of coach or extract these confessions out of the kids that, yeah, mommy uh, took me to a satanic uh, cult thing and, you know, I was raped or shown pornos or something or they they killed a chicken. But then it came out that, like, none of these stories were true. It was just everybody believed. Just like, why it. would it? Why would a child lie? Why would they ever make? All children do is lie. They do. Half the shit they do is make believe. I used to always say it was this black guy that did it, and he was running that way. Yeah. The problem uh, is where we grew up in the Midwest, there's no black people. <laughs> the only black people are like, you know, like, like vice president of marketing at the big corporation in town. You know, No but, black people like, grew up there. But if there was one there, they would think he was up to just mischief. Probably. Yeah. 
mischievous. So on the sick and wrong star scale, it's pretty disgusting that uh, a hamster was smashed with a hammer. Let's not lose sight. And of that. the mother forced him to do that. But put it in perspective, though, Wackerly, it could have been a rabbit, a yeah. fluffy bunny. That would be yeah. The bigger the bigger bunny. the mammal, the bigger the tragedy. If it had been a fluffy bunny or a darling puppy, the cuter the animal, a little the bigger kitten. The tragedy. I think it would have been worse than a hamster. Hamsters are snake, expendable. Would, if it was a, sp- a spider, I'd be cheering this on. I give it yeah, negative no, 10 and stars. No one would really care. So that's why I'm going to subtract a couple points. But the fact that the mother stood by and made her son do this to his pet. Right. Got to add it. I'm going to say 4.75. Do you think she was like, you know, you, you got a bad grade in math. So uh, how many hamsters are right there? One. <laughs> how many live hamsters? One. Now smash it with a hammer. Now how many live hamsters? Minus one, zero. <laughs> so I'm going to give it four stars, and I would subtract some points for the fact that this kid is a fucking idiot, and he should be studying getting better grades, but he can't subtract, so I'm not going to subtract. Four stars. <laughs> All right, I'm giving it 4.75. What do you got? The second story here was sent in by Chaz. That's all he said, just Chaz. Um, C-H-A-S or C-H-A-Z? C-H-A-S, so it's Charles, I think. uh, It's not Chastity Bono, who's no man. No, I don't think this is Chastity Bono. She sent an article last week. We didn't do it. Yeah, she's fucking boring. I think she's a dude now anyway. Right. Um, so this article is sent in by Chaz. Arthur Davis III gets 25 years for baseball attack on his ex-wife. You know, hearing that headline, <clears throat> you wouldn't be like, okay, well, that just kind of sounds like a run-of-the-mill, sick and wrong story. Yeah, dudes you beat know, their wives to death all the time. Some guy beat their wife. God, happens every day. Right, it's quotidian. But no. <laughs> quotidian. <laughs> no, actually, he wasn't the one who attacked his wife for the baseball. He convinces kids to do it. So judge calls baseball bat attack a heinous crime. Arthur Davis was sentenced to more than 25 years in prison for the beating of his ex-wife. His son will also spend time in a state youth center. Uh, this crime obviously was a heinous crime, said Judge Robert Fairchild, before handing down the uh, 25-year sentence, <laughs> which I find to be a bit harsh. 25 where did, years? Where did this happen? Uh, this happened in, you know what? I didn't even print this out. I think it's incredibly, it was, incredibly waspy names. Actually, this happened or, in Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Arthur Davis III, <laughs> Judge Fairchild. I almost want to say it was like Massachusetts makes more sense. Yeah, really? But, uh, no, it, it happened in Ohio. Okay, fine. So Arthur Davis here was found guilty last month of attempted first degree murder, aggravated kidnapping, and contributing to a child's misconduct. That's a weird, uh, spurious charge. Yeah. Contributing to a child. I mean, dude, I've contributed to a child's misconduct. We're doing that right now, recording the show and putting Sick it on the internet. It's pretty much a contribution to uh, a minor's misconduct. I don't think we're allowed in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, prosecutors claim that he led his children in the June 16th attack, which ended with the 45-year-old victim, his ex-wife, escaping and running down the street Bleeding profusely in her underwear, screaming for help. It's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no, it's not. Uh, fueled by a heated child custody dispute, the attack occurred less than a week after the family learned a psychiatrist had recommended that the daughter continue living with her mother instead of with her father. Oh, weird. What about the son? 
Wouldn't you be pissed if a psychiatrist declared your father as unfit to be a parent? But yet he was yeah, like... You're left there. Yeah, but he was just like, you know, the daughter should live with the mom. But you, I don't care. You can just stay with your we dad. We don't care about you. <laughs> Fend for yourself, boy. I mean, would you be pissed? So that's why I can understand why the son's like... You want me to do what with the bat? Oh, that's that's totally cool. That's <laughs> totally cool. But the daughter's living with the mom. It also, but no, but it also sounds like the dad did have custody for a while, which is sort of odd in divorce proceedings. Well, I think they usually were the kids go with the, the mom, right? Yeah, but they're probably sharing custody. Oh, okay, sure. So Arthur Davis coerced, persuaded, and enticed his two children to attack his ex-wife with a baseball bat. Um, said the uh, district attorney here. I think, I, the, I think the reporter just got a thesaurus. <laughs> Coerced, <laughs> persuaded, and enticed. Yes, those are three words that mean the same thing. <laughs> but, but what do you think he said to them? How do you convince your kid to attack your mom with a baseball bat? I don't know. I'll buy you some Pokemons. Yeah, I mean, I imagine guarantee an Xbox was involved. Probably. Just like, I'll get you an Xbox. I mean, would you have, uh, back when you were like 12... You know, the one kid's, the daughter was 12, the son was 15. If your dad's like, dude, I will buy you an Xbox, 10 brand new games. All you got to do is smack your mom one time with a baseball bat. Oh, I'm not proud. But <laughs> <laughs> she would have been beaten to a pulp. <laughs> uh, the couple's... That's like crack when you're little. Uh, totally, Video dude. Video games, Jesus. God, it's right, be... Straight to the brainstem entertainment. It'd be difficult to resist. Yeah. It's just your mom. Uh, the couple's children were also charged in the attack. Uh, the 12-year-old daughter was granted immunity for testifying against her father. She rolled over. And good job, Judas. Uh, the 15-year-old son entered a plea to a reduced charge of aggravated battery and was sentenced to three years in uh, state custody. 15 years old, and he, he, he was convinced of this, huh? 15 years. Yeah, you'd Crazy. think you'd have a, a better sense, a highly, a highly developed sense of reason at that point. Or, uh, you know, 15-year-olds should have... Video a, games. A 15, yeah, video games. But at the same time, a 15-year-old should have a highly developed sense of hatred for his father. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So something's wrong with this kid. I, I think he does need to be locked up. Yeah, I don't know what Freud would say, because it's definitely the reverse of the Oedipus complex. Maybe he's a gay. <laughs> um, well, what's kind of funny, I think this is worth noting, is several people from Arthur Davis's the third Tai Chi class um, <laughs> described him as a healer, a healing person. And they said they're completely shocked that something like this would happen because it's, it's out of character for Arthur. I, I want to say I hate to say this, but I actually hope to say this. I hope to offend some of our listeners by saying Tai Chi is faggot shit. <laughs> if you're going to learn a martial art, don't learn Tai Chi. Is that, is that even a martial art? It's like sort of a martial art. No, nah, dude. It's new age whackball bullshit. Right. And that's why I never trust anyone that does Tai Chi or dudes that do yoga. Girls that do yoga, that's cool because you can put your legs behind your head and that's fine. What, but, uh, what's that thing that, what's dudes that, thing? that do yoga, you got to be like, dude, I don't know about you. What's you're either that trying to pick chicks up or you're a pedophile. What's that thing that the Chinese government hates? Oh, the Falun Gong. They're big yeah. Tai Chi people. Right? Of course, and they probably would do the same thing. Right. So my question is now, all right, the, the dad sentenced 25 years in prison. He convinced his two minor children to attack the mom with, the ex, with a baseball bat, which is what they did. Yeah. Who gets custody now? The state. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> the you... best parent in the world, the state. They don't. They mention, rule. Foster parents, awesome. They don't. Every brave that. new world, <laughs> best way to raise a kid. Do you think the mom would want them back? 
Like if you were if you were that mother, if you were that parent, would you be like, now? You two ingrates. I gave birth to you. You attacked me with a baseball bat for video games. Uh-huh. You're out of here. I would think so, yeah. Yeah, I would be. They're like, gone. I would be adoption. Definitely. I'd, I'd tie him in a bag and throw him in the river myself. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, I've, I'm amazed. I'm actually impressed that a father can convince two of his own children. Yeah, the corruption of youth alone gives this extra points. He must have used his Tai Chi powers. Right. I'm going to give this a 4.5. I'm giving a 4.75. 4.75. Because the only re- it could have gotten better if the kid, the 15-year-old would have like dipped his balls in his mom's mouth or something as she was <laughs> lying on the floor bleeding. Just dipped his balls in her tab Yeah, right before she drank it, then smacked her on the head. Yeah, I Did you just make a tab joke? Yeah, I like tab. The tab came back as an energy drink. Did it? Yeah. Do you know what I'm drinking tonight? Not tab, but hunted racks. I was going to mention it's the, that. It's the energy drink from Oakland. It's called Hunted, H-U-N-I-D, Racks, so, which I think they're trying to spell 100. I just want to explain this to the uh, the English listeners. Mm-hmm. Hunted, H-U-N-I-D, it's not pronounced Hunid, it's no. Hunted. Hunted. And Hunted refers to a $100 bill. Right, like a, sta- a stack of a $100 stack of, dollar, a stack dollar of dollar As bills, if yeah. you were a crack dealer. Yeah, this is sort of a, a product that comes out of Oakland that makes that reference, and it, it tastes awful, as all energy drinks do. But I just wanted—I'm not being paid by the Hunted Rat Company, by the way. So far as it's, you know, so far as you know, D. Simon, it's fitting my though. side contract. <laughs> that I'm yeah, just what's going on here? Pulling it in, bitch. So telling Adam and Eve. Well, you know, it's funny though, Wackerly. It says here it's the energy drink for real hustlers, and uh, you're definitely—you definitely fit that category. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't spell it real hustlers. Real hustlers. It's kind of they they vary back and forth between being able to spell things and and not being able to spell. You can't things. use too much of bonics yeah. in your uh, you know just a little bit of label. Yeah, it's like paprika. If you put too much in, it tastes like shit. Yeah. So uh, people, the uh, third story here for episode two eleven came from uh, Holly, not the Holly that we interviewed earlier. Uh, different Holly. It goes by Jumbonet on the forums. She writes, "Hey guys, I found this one on the Beeb, BBC." Mm-hmm. A couple of northern chavs beating the shit out of two kids while filming it. That's right in our wheelhouse. Yep. Uh, with bonus, intentionally causing a child to engage in sexual activity. <laughs> How do you do that accidentally? Uh, nobody died, but someone got a sink dropped on them. Always fun. Love you guys. Holly. So it's true. Brothers tortured uh, Brothers tortured Edlington attack victims. I'm not sure where Edlington, but it's somewhere in the U.K., yeah. I mean, uh, the whole country is the size of, um, you know, Michigan or something. Yeah, so it doesn't it's matter. that large. So uh, two brothers threatened to kill two boys in a brutal ordeal in which the victims were stamped on and attacked with broken glass, bricks, sticks, and a sink. <laughs> you got to give it to them there for creativity. They hit them with everything but the kitchen. No, and the kitchen sink. <laughs> They're resourceful. Right. I was impressed by this. You know, this, this article just made headlines throughout the... I mean, people in the, uh, in the UK are aghast. Incensed. Oh, they are incensed. There's shouty crackers <laughs> happening right now about this story. I feel like people in the UK, you know, in the Daily Mail, in the, conser- you know, the conservative rags, they, they love to get so pissed off when they print these huge pictures on the front page. Yet, you know, it is a it is a democracy, right? They vote for for the people who make the laws, and then the law, the, the the legal system's always like two weeks incarceration <laughs> and a slap with a wet noodle. <laughs> it's a weird dynamic they have. Yeah, I don't quite get it. I think part of the reason that uh, people are so enraged about this 
is that the pair that actually did the beating were only aged 10 and 12. <laughs> I mean, these are youngsters themselves. They know not what they do. They're too young. Yeah. So the 10 and 12 attackers, the 10 and 12-year-old attackers, led their 9 and 11-year-old victims to an isolated spot in the Edlington Woods. One victim was forced to strip naked and perform a sex act, and a metal ring was used to strangle him. The <laughs> like pair, an African woman? I don't know what kind of metal ring was uh, used or how it was used. Wow. Um, uh, the pair have admitted causing grievous bodily harm with intent. I, I love do, GBH. I love that. GBH. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I wish we had that here. Um, here's just aggravated assault. Yeah. AA. Who knows what happened there? Yeah. Uh, they have, uh, also each pleaded guilty to robbing one of the boys of a mobile phone and the other of cash and admitted two counts of intentionally causing a child to engage in sexual activity. You know, that's a charge that will stay with you for the rest of your life. <laughs> a child protection expert, uh, Dr. Eileen Vizard here told the judge that the youngest brother and this kid's aged, uh, 10 was a very high risk to the community. Ten years old, high risk to the community. It was at the risk of becoming a seriously disturbed psychopathic offender unless he's properly treated now. Right. And she leans on wizards, so she would yeah. know. Well, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking this kid is beyond the point of treatment. This is a young John Wayne Gacy. Well, have you ever seen The Craze? That movie, The Craze? No, what was The Craze? It's about two English brothers who become violent, like, criminal masterminds. Dude, that's, that's what this is all about. <laughs> you think they would become criminal masterminds, though? Uh, you know, if you're willing to do... Maybe what for no- an Ampla. If you're willing to do what nobody else will do, you can make it a long way in the criminal underworld. I'm surprised that the, the older brother here was like, when the younger brother suggested the two kids, like, give each other blowjobs... The other brother's like, oh, dude, hold on a second. These are two dudes. Are you sure about this? Are are we sure that they made the two littler kids blow each other? They didn't make them blow the attacker themselves, the attackers. No, it says they did a sex act on one on each other. Yeah, on each other. All right, fine. But I mean, seriously, I I I seriously think that this kid is uh, beyond the point of treatment. I don't know. Like John Wayne Gacy. You should just be put down. That's your recommendation? I think you should be put down. You're running running for election on the put down 12-year-olds platform. Put down certain 12-year-old chaps. Certain 12-year-olds. Certain 12-year-old chaps. Okay. The ones that make that. How about just drop them off on an island? That that might work, too. That might work. It's less cruel. They can fend for themselves. The victims, age 9 and 11, set out with their BMX bikes and their dog. Innocently enough, it's Saturday afternoon, just yeah. going out there playing. Yeah, great dog. Real, real protective. Real, <laughs> real protective and effective. Was it a Labradoodle or some faggy breed like that? Probably. Yeah. They're approached by the uh, brothers after they went to the shop, and the brothers, whom they had met before, asked to use their bikes. Yeah. They then <laughs> asked their victims, and this is where those, you know, I mean, you've got to give it to them. You've got to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're young. But this is where they should have included in something, you know, something nefarious was going to occur. Sure. They then asked their victims if they wanted to go and see a dead fox. Yeah. Listen up, people. I would fall for that right now. See, On my way home. <laughs> whenever somebody asks you if you want to go see something dead, don't do it. Right. Like, it, it, seriously, it's like... If but I, I do want to, though. 
You want to, but you know nothing's good is going to come. If someone walked up well, to you. Some, if I got to see something dead, that would be good. Okay, if someone walked up to you, Wack, let's say on your way home tonight. I'm listening, the bar, I'm listening, because I someone, really need direction. Someone walks home. To, someone On your way home, someone walks up to you and says, Hey, Wackley. Yeah. You want to see a dead body in the cornfield over there? Yes. Are you going to do it? Uh, can I say yes, but I don't feel comfortable with you, sir. I know you want to go see it, but as soon as you get in that cornfield and see that dead body, first of all, there's what probably if I, not going to be a dead body. What if I have a buddy? What if I call you and say, hey, D, a guy wants to take me to see something dead. Will you come and, and walk with me and hold my hand? I know better. You're going to have to call Susie. Okay. <laughs> He's up for anything. <laughs> Sweet. So these kids, you know, they obviously didn't know any better. They went over there. They were dragged through a gap in a fence. Forced into a field, the victims, and this is also interesting, which I think the victims were also chavs. The victims, who are age 9 and 11, mind you, are uncle and nephew. 9 and 11, uncle and nephew. That's hard to even picture. I, I was trying, I was listening to this. So the what victims the fuck does that family tree uncle and nephew. Like? I, you know, I think it just goes straight up. There's no branches. Yeah. There's a lot of pederasty going just, on. How do you become an 11-year-old uncle of a 9-year-old nephew? Is it an uncle-in-law? Like the one kid, the 11-year-old's older sister married the younger kid's mom's brother, maybe? It's quite possible. but yeah, uh, it It's got to be something like that. It just right? says uncle and nephew. Um, nephew. They were subjected to an assault that was both physically painful and emotionally traumatic. No, wait. We're being retarded. The 11-year-old has a, an 18- to 24-year-old sister, and the 9-year-old is that his sister's kid. That's not that implausible. Yeah, okay, but then the 18-year-old sister had that kid when she was 7? You're fucking retarded. <laughs> the 11-year-old <laughs> has a 19- to 24-year-old sister, right? That's plausible. But Okay, all right, so she's she 23. Has a, oh, right, you know, you aren't retarded. 23 minus... I mean, she would have been 13 when she gave birth. But although... Okay, nine plus, but nine I plus 18 is... a chav. A chav probably was getting knocked up by her uncle when she was 13. So, I mean, it's quite plausible that this kid could be nine. The only thing we're worse than at geography is uh, genealogy. <laughs> <laughs> so, some English woman, the 11-year-old's mom, was squeezing out kids over a very long period of time. I think the problem is because most of our stories involve incest, so we never really need it to figure out my the, brain. Uh, the genealogical <laughs> chain here. Yeah, yeah. So the brothers stamped on their victims, collected bricks and stones, at which were thrown at their heads. At one point, they forced one of the victims to stab a twig into his eye in order to uh, kill himself. They, I guess police his found His own a, eye? His own eye. Wow. They said, you should kill yourself. And the older kid, who's only a year younger than his attacker. I don't, I don't understand... Well, at that age, you know, there's very who's hit puberty first. There's there's always that big kid, you know, who you're I, scared well, of. I picture this one kid to be kind of like, you know, his name is probably Willoughby or something. Like, just this really timid Englishman, and the other kid <laughs> was like this Cockney kid that just kind of was like, stick a stick in your eye. What's you know? the uh, What's the Dickens character from South Park? What's that kid's name? Oh, Pippin. 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 Yeah, that, that Pip. <laughs> yeah, or Pip, Pip or Pip. whatever his name is. Uh, the other boy was uh, stripped naked and was told to perform a sex act on uh, on his uncle. And we're assuming that's a blowjob or we know? Yeah, they don't really state. What else could it be, Wackerly? Do you really want to think about this? Do you really uh, want to go there? A, a rim job? <laughs> All right, maybe. maybe. So people, <laughs> a finger bang? Uh, people were approaching the area. A plastic sheet was placed over the two boys, which was then set on fire, causing burns. So after the emotional trauma and the physical trauma... 
They put a sheet over these two kids and lit them on fire. Uh-huh. More physical trauma. Yeah, more Part physical two. trauma. Yes. And uh, that, that's when the, uh, the victims were found. And um, uh, one of the kids, uh, yeah, one of the kids is left blinded and uh, both oh, really? are traumatized. So I don't know it's what. Quite um, amazing. I, you know, I, I wonder though. Uh, My favorite part is the stamping. <laughs> the stamping? Because in I, America we stomp, but in, in the UK they stamp. I think I like the fact that they took a 20 second video of uh, one of the brothers uh, smashing the other kid, taunting the kid, and then smashing him with a sink. YouTube material. The YouTube material right, right there. And, you know, but the, the funny thing about that is, I mean, I guess they are young, but it's like, who can you show that video to that's going to be like, dude, you are one sick fuck. Uh-huh. Even when I, if I was 12. Chavettes. Maybe in Chav culture, it's like, high five. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. A BBC investigation has already revealed the two attackers were well-known troublemakers and uh, social services were heavily involved in their lives. I've learned recently, meaning this past week, because that's as far as I can remember in my life, about the ASBO, <laughs> the Antisocial Behavior Offense or something. It's yeah, something order. Order, order that you, you, you're slapped with it in the UK, meaning you're just like a detriment to society, which yeah. I, I think is a great thing. Which became, though, it, it kind of had a, the opposite effect. Though. It right. became it a, a badge, bragging badge rights thing, a badge well, of honor. It's just, like in the ghetto. it's just like in the ghetto in the I United States. Bob Asbos, mate. <laughs> it's just like in the ghetto in the United States. <laughs> You know, however, you've, you've been in prison for three years, so you're like, you're a real man now. So I would give this five stars. I'll but think, yeah. I'm going, I would give this five stars if the victims were aged like four and six. But since they were <laughs> relatively the same age as the attackers, yeah. I'm not going to say they deserve it. Why didn't they fight back? But they could have fought back. Yeah. You know who they, they also, fought back. you know who they say that about also? The Jews. Right. In Germany. <laughs> we did fight back. Did you see the movie Defiance? Yeah, that was a movie. What about Inglorious Bastards? That, I don't think that really happened. Inglorious Bastards. Those are American Jews. Of course American Jews can come save those pussy-ass German Jews, motherfucker. Yeah, gonna, I don't know. I'm going to give this I think four it's stars. Bad. I don't subscribe to that belief. So I, I think, yeah, these kids were taken advantage of. It sucks. And who bought these kids' cell phones? Yeah, no. All chaps have to have a cell phone, though. Or do they steal them? I mean, how do you get the how do you get the contract set up if you're stealing it? Yeah, I'm not sure where they got their cell phones. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because I could lose myself. But I'm going to give it four point five. Four point five. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll the burn see. the burning under the plastic tarp. I, that's I pretty forgot bad. about that. You know, I'm going to raise my points because of that. Four point two five. I'm giving four point two five. I'm having to add two point five. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won uh, episode two eleven here. Wackily, um, we're we're. Uh, at the last portion of the show here, we have a bunch of phone calls to uh, the Sickerong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. We also got a couple emails um, uh, to sickerongpodcast at hotmail.com. Before we get to that, another quick word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Uh, people, you should go check, take advantage of the Valentine's Day offer. Valentine's Day is just around the, cor- the corner here. And I know a lot of people think all you gotta do is take your girlfriend out to dinner, right? And buy her some flowers, some chocolates. You know, first of all, she doesn't need the chocolates, but um, <laughs> to take her out to the Olive Garden. You know what you need to do? Go to AdamandEve.com. Really surprise her this time. Seriously, the sex will be that much better. Um, go through Valentine's Day. Now to Valentine's Day, you get fifty percent off any item. Uh, you um, you get fifty percent off any item, and you get a free romance kit. 
The, the kit, people. The kit. The romance kit includes a toy for him, a massager for her, and a little something for both of you to enjoy. And a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. Yeah. And they throw in the free shipping. So right now... The something for both of you to enjoy isn't like an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, is it? God, I hope not. <laughs> People shouldn't be jerking off to that guy, Ray Romano. You gotta watch something after while you're smoking. I think about him when I'm trying not to come. Oh my god. <laughs> a third guy I gotta add to the list. Shit. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special Valentine's Day offer. Good through February 14th. 50% off one item, free romance kit, free shipping when you enter offer code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, upon checkout. So, Wackerly, we got a number of phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Drunk Dial line. 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to that, I want to say a big thank you to uh, an Australian fan yes. named Gaza, who sent us some gifts. I, don't, I think it's pronounced Gaza. 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 So he sent me a Torah, which is kind of cool. You can never have too many of these. Torah is no, the uh, bunch of, uh, little scrolls here. Right, but this is in book form. In, in bound book form, book yeah. form. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good for me to do some reading, learn about uh, my uh, fake history. <laughs> and uh, Wackerly, you actually got a pretty, a pretty cool gift. Right, my personal Torah. Uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica wallet. And I'm not talking about, like, from the new Battlestar Galactica. I'm talking about from the original Battlestar Galactica from the 80s, and it's in its original packaging. The one with Lorne Green. And Gaza says, or Gaza says, I've been keeping this since I've been eight years old. That is pretty cool. And he's, I feel he, like I'm stealing his childhood. <laughs> a vampire. <laughs> he also claims, though, that uh, he doesn't believe in Christmas, so he sent it for Australia Day. Which was yesterday. Well, what the hell is Australia Day? I have no idea. Do we all just get it shit-faced on Fosters? How is that different from any other day? And throw uh, cans at kangaroos? I, I don't know. What, what do they do on Australia I assume day? it's like the 4th of July. Watch Crocodile Dundee? I assume it's like the 4th of July for, for the United States. So he sent us these gifts in honor of Australia Day. So thank you, Gaza, for, uh, for the, the, these, these cool gifts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Wacky, we did get some phone calls. Sick or wrong, drunk dial line. Why don't we play uh, call number one? Wrong. Alright, I love you guys. Believe it or not, I've been listening since episode 13. Uh, I don't care if you believe it or not, I know. But, uh, I haven't called in until now. Alright, well, a few episodes back, you talked about um, the Mephedrone shit, and I thought that was fucking awesome. So I ordered some, and I'm. Was that the Meow Meow? I think so, yeah, Meow Meow. Yeah, we talk about the meow meow. Makes you rip your own balls off. Yeah, if, if it's a hell of a drug. It's funny though that the 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 unintended effect took place here because I think we were discussing it because we we're like, God, that's a fucked up drug. It actually makes you rip your balls off. We weren't, you know, uh, making it enticing for someone to order some. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, I imagine the same thing happened probably with the salvia that we discussed. <laughs> it's like I gotta get me some of that. Makes you rip your balls off. True. I gotta do this. And I'm on it right now. But I think I know, and I might be talking with a list, but I don't care. But I think I know why that dude ripped his balls off. Because I've done it seven times in the past week. and <laughs> Meaning every day. <laughs> my dick has shriveled up. Like, if I leave it in my pants too long, it, the head will completely go inside and hide away 
and I just pulled on it to, you know, make it come back out because it's kind of uncomfortable. And I pulled a little harder than I thought because it started hurting. But I can definitely see. So, so wait a second. Now, if you did a drug, you know, the first day here, because he's done it seven times. If you did it the first time and your dick recoiled inside your sack, uh-huh. I'd, I'd have been a bit alarmed. I'd be like, wow, you know, this drug might make my dick smaller. But the second day and it happened again, uh-huh. I don't think I would continue doing the drug. Well, maybe, but is the high very incredible? <laughs> even even though if you're so I mean, high, that you don't care. That's pretty good high. I don't want to. I don't want to do a drug that makes my dick any smaller. My dick's small enough. If I <laughs> if I do a drug to make it any smaller, it's it's counterproductive. But I feel like lots of drugs do this. What drugs make your dick smaller? Uh, cocaine. <laughs> I, I LSD. Guess, yeah, no, well, mushrooms. <laughs> I mean, cold water can make your dick smaller. That's but not it's, a drug, though. No, but I mean, a lot of things can make your dick smaller. I don't necessarily think it's the drug that makes your dick shrink. It could be a hallucination. I think this guy might be a hermaphrodite. But I, I actually, I think it's any drug that, like, charges up your blood pressure system, and it's like sucking all the blood out of the rest of your body because your heart's pumping so fast and just like shooting blood all over the you know the rest of your body, which I think is. Why a lot of drugs feel great, and maybe that's the reason. Where does your dick go? I don't understand. Where, where is it? Where never, is it? never land. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying it, he's pulling on it to bring it back out. Back, yeah, he's back saying up he's where? saying it's like going fully inverted, which is weird. I think you have to have a small penis in order to become fully inverted. Yeah, weird. See why that dude would have pulled off his own dick because this shit's powerful and. Yeah. All right. Uh, D, you're the shit. You're my favorite. Uh, you are the backbone and the brains of fucking sticking around. And Lance, well, you're just kind of a cocksucker. <laughs> and didn't take it seriously until uh, about 20 episodes, episodes ago. And you are a drunk online or on air. It's kind of like annoying from time to time. But yeah, I don't care. I love you guys. All right. <laughs> I love how this guy uh, we're, we're experiencing condescension here From a guy that just like Did meow meow for the past seven days I know I'm getting derided by a guy with an inverted cock <laughs> I don't know I, I think the tide is turning on Wackerly I used to be the, the clear favorite of, of the audience I, You know I think it's about right? I think it's about half and half I don't I don't know now, I, now I think it maybe is Because like I said the tide is turning well, this is what I—I I, I don't know what I've done wrong. I think most of the dudes, Something. most of the dudes love you. Most of the chicks like me. I think that's the way it goes. I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah. Did he call back though? Oh yeah. By the way, the name's Slim Jeezy. I'm from St. Louis, and I'm a hardcore motherfucker. Well, you know, Slim Jeezy. Go hang yourself by your inverted cock off the arch, okay? <laughs> I'm That's a hardcore, what I say. I'm a hardcore motherfucker with an inverted cock, yo. <laughs> it's hard to represent, you know, have street cred when your cock's inverted inside your sack. But <laughs> <It truly laughs> who knows? Maybe, maybe Slim Jeezy, stick to the weed, and maybe lay off the meow meow. No, no, I don't like a drug that makes it, you know, impossible for me to jerk it. Because <laughs> that's True. what inevitably happens is because... If you're doing meow meow seven times a week, 
you're probably not getting laid, which means you have a lot of time in your hands. And if you're doing a drug that prevents you from being able to masturbate, what fun is that? I'm following you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can do speed and you'll be able to jerk off like 20 times until your dick is chafed. I think that's another drug that made my dick go smaller. I don't know where. Maybe my dick is too small. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. But uh, good luck there with the uh, meow meow and don't rip your genitals off because we don't want to have to do that story here on Sick and Wrong. What's the uh, second call? Or, yeah, second caller here. What's up, fellas? Long story short, let's just say I'm in law enforcement in a conservative Midwestern uh, portion of the world. Obviously see a lot of dead people and a lot of sick and wrong stuff, but the other day one took the cake. There was a gentleman who lived in his grandmother's basement and she was bedridden and had no idea that in the basement was a Barbie sex dungeon. Is this a new thing for Sick and Wrong? Barbie sex dungeon? I've never heard it before. You know what this probably was? The guy lived with his grandmother. His grandmother probably collected Barbie dolls from like the 1940s. And he's repurposed them? <laughs> he has repurposed her Barbie doll collection. This could lead any grandmother to like lapse into dementia immediately. Right. They're probably worth just thousands and thousands of dollars on eBay, but no longer. Well, not when they're covered in feces. Barbie dolls, all with feces on their frozen, smiley faces, emotionless eyes with shit all over them, and hundreds of Ken dolls, all anatomically correct. And the man would look at porn 24-7 to, like, the point of becoming a serial killer, and obviously shoves these lifeless, emotionless Barbie dolls just up his ass to get off. So he'd pretty much hit rock bottom on the porno spectrum of, you know, there's nothing left to do but kill somebody or whatever. But the way that they found him dead was that his grandma said he didn't come up for his soup. (laughs) And they went dead. Soup. How the cops in the Midwest (laughs) find out about stuff. You know, I, I don't even want to know what happened to this guy's parents. He probably tried to attack his mother with a baseball bat, and grandma got custody. Right. But the only moment I bet you, you know, he ever spent the only you know uh, bonding moment he ever spent with uh, his nana was was soup time. Soup time. Soup time. Right. You know, every day six o'clock tomato soup. Well, maybe, a different maybe soup. split pea soup. A different soup every day. Soup. You know, it was soup time, and then one day I can get excited about. He soup. didn't show up for soup time. What's going on? What happened? Call the cops. I went down there, and there was a giant bowling ball pin in his ass, and it had ruptured something in his intestines or his colon, and he died naked on the floor with poop all over the place and a bowling ball pin up his ass. Tell me that is not pretty freaking sick and wrong. Later. (laughs) Law enforcement guy from the Midwest has the best stories. Yeah, no, that's that's a, that's a Call great back story. In. Yeah, I, I wonder if uh, as soon as he went back to the precinct, he was like, "Dude, I'm never gonna bowl again, and I'm never gonna play with Barbies again." <laughs> the last time was last night. Yeah, poor grandma. I mean, not only is he just soiling her Barbie doll collection, 
and her anatomically correct Ken dolls, which is kind of weird. They're normally what, not anatomically correct. Yeah, I don't correct. know why. Did he modify them? Or maybe Grandma did. I don't know what happened there. Good question. But he soiled her bowling pins. Oh, you think he got a bowling pin? Why did Grandma have a bowling pin? I don't know. Did have they have no... a bowling alley in the basement? <laughs> I tend to think that he stole the bowling pin from a bowling alley. Yeah, I wonder, like, what do the cops do at that at that moment? Do you just kind of go down there, shake your head, laugh a bit? Take pictures. Take pictures and then, uh, you know, call the mortician? You know, a Barbie doll is not even nearly close to the same size as a bowling pin. So what was the progression there? What was the thought process? Yeah, I don't understand. Like, you know, you know, it seems like, do you remember the uh, story we did about Mr. Hands? Mm-hmm. So Mr. Hands, if you recall, it was a group of uh, guys that engaged in acts of bestiality on a farm. But most of the guys started small. They had a dog. They had the goat. They had the sheep. Mm-hmm. But this guy, you know, this 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 plucky guy came on and he was like, I'm not going to start with the sheep. I'm going to go straight to Mr. Hands. I think that's what happened here. Well, we started with the Barbie dolls, though. Yeah, but Barbie doll, the bowling pin, there's a huge uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, a different space world. between yeah. there. That's like two you might as well be starting in a new. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a whole other level of uh, anal penetration. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that uh, ended his life. I'm yeah. sure he was quite a winner in the world. Experienced a great loss on that day. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. thank you, uh, law enforcement officer from the Midwest. I'm going to start calling that guy Charles Bronson. Charlie Cullen again. Uh, what, what do we have for uh, call number three? Blast from the past. Hey, Dean Lance, this is Jake. Um, I just wanted to tell you that I'm on Big Beaver Road in Troy, Michigan. Thought you might get a juvenile kick out of that. All right, thanks. Big Beaver Road. Not only a juvenile kick, a nostalgic kick, because that's a, a road that I've been on. It, it, it's a Michigan road outside yeah. of Detroit. I've been on that Troy. road many times when driving to the city. Yeah. And, and there's every, even an exit 69. Well, every time you're stoned, you're just like, Big Beaver Road. My, my favorite, though, my favorite street, or uh, I don't even know if it's a street or town. Express, or town, actually, town in Michigan is... Climax, Michigan. Because as you're driving down the highway, I think it's 94. Yeah, it's like, west from Detroit towards Chicago. Yeah, it's at 42 miles to uh, Climax, you know, 32 miles to Climax, 12 miles, and you hit Climax. Yeah. <laughs> but Big Beaver Road, I, I think that's been like National Lampoon. That's a famous road. Yeah, it's really there. And there was a very large beaver. There still are large beavers in Michigan. <laughs> I've seen them. At the Ponderosa. <laughs> What's the uh, final call here for uh, this episode? Hey, you sick fucks. All right, I got a, a shit story for you. Um, I'm in uh, the Northeast up in Rochester, New York, and uh, a couple years ago, my buddy's band, who's on Metal Blade, uh, they're called Psyopus, check them out, um, were back in town, and, you know, they had their shitty, uh, you know, van that they, you know, drive across the country, and they got five guys living in this fucking disgusting van and we all decided to go out we go out to this little uh little like alternative bar down in the city for new year's and uh you know so we get to uh we get there we're drinking you know good time nothing no, nothing crazy nothing strange but then they start passing out these little plastic cups you know those little shitty like bottom fall off plastic cups of uh champagne and uh you know so they start passing those out we hit midnight we all pound them um, you know, not a lot of champagne, big deal, right? I've been drinking all night. 
Um, well, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Visine trick, but uh, I'm pretty sure that I got hit with uh, the random Visine trick on this New Year's Eve. I've so, never heard of that. You never heard of the Visine trick? The Visine trick? Has that happened to you? <laughs> well, I often wind up with, you know, explosive diarrhea when I've been drinking, but I don't blame, often blame it on the Visine trick. But apparently, I blame it on the Taco Bell. Right. If you dr- put a couple of drops in of Visine, the eye, the eye droplet, or, or clear eyes, I, I assume would do the same thing, in somebody's drink, it gives you, like, like horrible shits. What's a toxic substance? Why would someone do but that? But it's not it's only supposed to be like salt water, right? But I guess it's got some extra chemical in it that that wreaks havoc with your with your GI tract. You know, I don't feel comfortable with the fact that people put laxatives in their eye. That <laughs> just I mean, that I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why people, so 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 his friends or what he calls his friends. Well, he no, understand the story. He's at a bar on New Year's Eve where you sort of like pay a cover charge and a part of the cover charge is getting some champagne. And they pass it out. He thinks that's where it came from. But you might be right. It might have been his rocking and rolling friends who dosed him with the Visine, or he just might have the shits. <laughs> well, we'll see what happened here. So I'm standing there. It's about twelve oh five, and my stomach starts gurgling, and I'm like, uh, you know, I've uh, been drinking. You know, got a little little pain in the new year. Uh, no big deal. And uh, you know, so I'm standing there, and next thing I know, it's like, no, I got to get the fuck out of here. I gotta fucking go now. So, get out of the bar, you know, take, take the two-block run, you know, pinching my ass a uh, la Wackerly uh, down the road. I uh, hit an alleyway. I find myself a dumpster, and I, I squat, and I uh, lean my back up against the wall next to the dumpster, and drop trowels, and now I'm just spraying shit out of my ass. And, oh, man, my head is pounding. My stomach's upset. So I'm just spraying shit out of my ass. Little do I know I'm spraying shit all over me. Uh, got it in my pants. Got it all over me, all down my leg. So, you know, so now it's like, you know, even though I'm still sick, I'm coherent enough to realize I've got shit all over me. So, uh, you know, I take off the pants, and I'm standing in the middle of the city, you know, half naked. Got my fucking tallywagger swinging around. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm using my socks to, uh, to, to, to wipe the shit off of my legs. And, uh, you know, the rest... This guy's resourceful. There's nothing else. <laughs> this guy's like the MacGyver of explosive diarrhea. Right. Like, seriously, I, you know, I, I really hope he didn't go back to the bar. You know, the rest of me. So, uh, I, I finished doing that. And, uh, you know, I, I know it's still not good, but I'm wasted. I'm fucking sick. I just, you know... You're just shitty. Projectile shit right out my ass onto the wall, um, and and now I just you know everybody's still in the bar. I gotta find a place to chill. So uh, you know I scooch up to the uh, this, this this shitty van that they got. This uh this uh. Well, who are you to be calling somebody a shitty van? <laughs> you're you're the shitty guy. <laughs> the the shitty. van's like who's this shitty guy <laughs> squatting against me? Well, this guy so. just made the van exponentially more shittier. Right. This, uh, you know, Ram van or whatever, and I, I jump into the back seat, the back bench seat, and I lay down, you know, meanwhile in this van, I mean, it's full of fucking, like, fast food bags, and fucking Jack in the Box, and fucking, you know, big black ass porno, and, you know, nice. it's, it's fucking gross, man. Imagine five guys living in a van for, like, a year and a half driving around the country. It's fucking nasty. So, uh, I'm laying there, and I'm just kind of waiting, and all of a sudden, everybody shows up, they open the door, they fucking get in. And the fucking singer there, he looks around, he's like, 
man, this fucking place smells like shit. I told you we needed to clean this. It's sick and wrong, guys. Sick and wrong. It was me, not the van. <laughs> that should be our new... That should go on our new logo, our, our you know little logo on sick on our uh, iTunes thing. It's me. It's not me, the not van. the van, because <laughs> it applies to so many situations. You know, I wonder if I, I hope hopefully his friends don't listen to the this, this show because if they did, he's probably not going to be invited on tour again. But when you're a band like a metal band like that, what type of groupie do you bring back into the shitty rape van? Your friend from your hotel. I guess maybe, but I mean, it's like you're not going to get that many chicks back into that van. No. I don't think All the dudes... other dudes are in there. <laughs> it's like the last place you want to go. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, this guy needs to get a new crowd to hang out with if they're dosing him with Visine. Probably. I wonder if he ended up telling them later. I think he just did. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's got to be the worst way to uh, ring in the new year. It's me, not the van. Yeah. Mommy, I got raped. A van offered me candy, and then I went in there and I got raped. It's me, not the van. <laughs> it's me, not the van. Well, uh, people, call the Sick and Wrong Drunk Dial line. We always love to hear from you. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, we got a couple emails here to Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. I know I have at least time enough to do one. Uh, we got one here from Nestor. He writes, what's up, scumbags? This is Super Fetus from Houston, Texas. I have a pretty awesome jail story for you guys. I just got a new roommate. I don't know him. I don't know him that well, but I needed a roommate for the last two months of my lease because I couldn't afford it by myself, and the last guy bailed on me. Anyway, a friend of mine recommended someone to me and neglected to tell me some of his major character flaws. The main one being that he's a major Houston area heroin dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised his friend overlooked that one. How do you think you can afford the apartment? <laughs> <laughs> so I woke up to the SWAT team busting all my windows and doors out, which I thought was completely unnecessary for the simple fact that I live in a two-bedroom first-floor apartment. <laughs> and uh, then they took me to jail because my roommate was nowhere to be found, and his black tar and drug stash was tucked away in his room. Uh, for the screaming drug dogs. Uh, this was the first night in a month that he didn't stay at the apartment. Now I know why. I'm stuck with the full rent now, and they even took my weed. <laughs> you know, that, that's horrible. Like, that this, is horrible. This guy's roommate came in. He's you know a notorious drug dealer. Cops obviously were following him. He gets busted. His roommate gets, you know, his, his house gets raided. No, the heroin dealer was obviously tipped off that there was going to be a raid. That's why he wasn't there, but he failed to tell his roommate. That should be in your sublease agreement. If you're about to be busted for your hard drug business, please notify me prior to the bust. But is it fair, though, for the cops to bust this guy for having weed? It's controlled substance, dude. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, I have a, a quarter sack of weed here. This guy's got two pounds of heroin. You're coming after the heroin, not my weed. Let me get high. It's not a relative judgment. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Like, hey, that that guy murdered 30 children. I just raped three, so (laughs) let me go. We're roommates. I'm not as bad as that guy. He writes, you'd think the goddamn police would have made sure he was there at home first. Yeah, really? Have you ever watched an episode of Cops or like (laughs) any of these cop shows? They don't care about you. They constantly fuck up. Also, I want to add, and this is interesting, the story you did last week about the preacher that killed his wife and Mm -hmm. tried to make it look like a suicide. Right. 
was my family. I'm related to him. <laughs> Carrie Baker's my second cousin. Nice. That's the, uh, that, that's the wife. Uh, crazy Southern Baptist. I fuck bitches Nestor. I like the fact that he's not completely offended and will never listen to the show again because we made fun of his family tragedy. He actually writes in and says how great it is. And he's, he's boasting proud, about it. Proud to be associated with the story. That's really what we're going for here. It's kind of funny. We, you know, recently, coincidentally, we've done a couple shows, a couple stories on on recent shows. We've had people write in saying, "Yeah, I know the victim. I was the flower girl at the, at the gay guy's wedding." I remember that. Uh, yeah. This, this, uh, you know, this guy's saying it's my second cousin that died. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, what's that? Six degrees of Kevin Bacon, something. Yeah. Once we get Kevin Bacon on the show, the circle will be complete. Yeah. Uh, second email here came from Happy Toaster. He writes, my parents just shipped me off to church camp for a few days. <laughs> it was hell, but let me describe it in a few words. Lots of weed, lots of sex, some booze, coughing up blood, ex-meth heads, a retard running around naked, and about five goody goods getting high for the first time. It sounds like Jesus and the Apostles. It totally does. It sounds like the Last Supper. If only parents knew how bad church is for you. And a sermon is great when you're high. Happy toaster. I'll take your word for that there, uh, HT. But, no, you know, that's true, though. It's like you got all these uh, goody goods there that uh, once given the substances, once given freedom, I mean, they, they just go. That's why Catholic schoolgirls rule. Mm-hmm. Once, and uh, and I, do, I, I do also agree with the whole, you know, sermons are great when you're high. We used to watch the Dr. David Scott uh, things on, yeah. on, on like public access. It's the Remember guy that? that writes gibberish on the chalkboards, oh, the whiteboard. And then we white would call board. you. Well, we. I don't want to take credit. <laughs> you would call him and ask if he would perform at your bar mitzvah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and you were always blocked by this call screener, which I thought was ridiculous. Yeah, but you know we were entertained for hours on end. I think it was probably, hours and hours. Yeah, and I think hours. it probably was the drugs. Uh, people, you can email sick wrong at sickwrongpodcast.hotmail.com. Uh, you know, if you haven't already checked out the forum, I don't know what you've been waiting for. There's like 4,100 people on there right now. A lot of people posting, a lot of new posters, um, a lot of girls on the forum currently. Yeah, more girl, remember, I mentioned this before, posted a picture of severed testicles. That, and I was about to mention, the subject header for that was nice pair, and that's definitely my favorite post of the week. Definitely the post of the week. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd like to thank everybody for the uh, birthday wishes that they gave me. Did you see that picture I posted of you on there? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I like that you have all these pictures, like, cached on your computer that I've never seen that you're, you're just willing to post up without even warning me. You know because I look incredibly sober. In that I, I don't know why I found that on like one of my hard drives, and I saw that picture, and I was just like, "Oh God, this is my thirtieth birthday." This is like what, like five years ago? Yeah, I'm much thinner. And uh, you were you were with my ex girlfriend. Yes, who was your ex girlfriend. Yeah, my ex girlfriend. Which it was great because some guy wrote a comment saying, "Wow, Wackerly found himself a tranny." Right. <laughs> I did love that. So, but thanks everybody uh, for the birthday wishes and for the guy that made that uh, that that Zig Heil like uh, white supremacist card right. there picture. It was incredible. It was nice. Nice effort. Uh, so yeah, go check out the Sick and Wrong forum. You can link to it right off our main page at sickandwrongpodcast.com. Also, make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes. Leave us a nice comment. Uh, you're definitely giving the show great exposure. I know. Most of the people do find us through iTunes. I know, uh, I'd say the majority of our listeners listen to the show through iTunes. Yes. Which is good. And uh, we've been getting a lot of comments. So, um, yeah, you know, tell all your friends 
In fact, just go to your friend's house and just get on their computer, hijack their computer, and subscribe to Sick and Wrong on their iTunes. They'll discover it, if, you know, a few weeks later and be like, what the hell is this? It's incredible. It's the best podcast ever. I, I love that picture of the elephant taking a shit. <laughs> Also, make sure you buy a Sick and Wrong t-shirt. I'm not running out. I'm almost actually running out. And I don't know if I'm going to reprint the uh, shirt that we have now. But I, yeah, I'm out of mediums. Mm. But I know we have uh, a few larges and extra, extra larges left. So um, I just sent out five today. So all those people who sent me emails saying, where the fuck are my shirts? Stop bitching. You're going to get your shirts soon. So best way to support the show is to buy a Sick and Wrong tee. And you can go to the Sick and Wrong store at um, right off the main page, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Uh, people, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week uh, was sent in by Ken from Pittsburgh. He says, hey, you guys should play the King Missile song, Gay Not Gay, as the theme of your Is That Gay segment. Really? I didn't even know that such a song existed. You know, I'd, I'd never heard that song either. You might remember King Missile from uh, uh, Detachable Penis. Detachable Penis, exactly. Yeah, I'd, you know, I'd never heard this song, Gay Not Gay, but uh, it actually would work well. But he says at least use it for the song at the end of the show. Ken from Pittsburgh. So, Ken, we're going to take your recommendation. We're going to play Gay Not Gay but for, by uh, King Missile here as the uh, second wrong song of the week. People, stay tuned. We'll be back next week with episode 212. Until then. Take it, please. Good night. I saw an episode of the Jerry Springer Show, and the topic was transvestites and the men who love them. And the guy was on with his girlfriend, and he was saying, To me, this is a beautiful woman. She's got a perfect body, beautiful blonde hair, everything. I love her. And I love making love to her. Now I ask you, does that make me gay? Most of the audience thought so, and so did I. But it got me thinking about what is and isn't gay. Discussing sex with a guy is gay. Discussing sex with a woman is straight. Even telling a woman, sometimes I wonder what it would be like to suck a cock, is straight. Sports are gay. Especially contact sports, unless you're the only guy on both teams, in which case it's straight. Gyms are always gay, because afterwards in the locker room you're showering with guys, and that is gay. Watching pornography alone is neutral, like eating a sandwich. It's neither straight nor gay. or more other guys in the room, no matter how many other women are also in the room, is gay. Watching porn, even gay porn, with one or more women only, is straight.
interesting one. Kissing a gay guy on the cheek or letting him kiss you on the cheek is neutral, as long as the guy is out of the closet. Hugging and or kissing a straight guy is gay. See, look, I, I know I'm homophobic, but not about gay guys. They don't bother me at all. It's straight guys who don't know they're gay. They fuck my shit right up. Like a guy calls me up and says, a bunch of us guys are going to sit around in our underwear and watch the football game and drink beer and eat chips and, you know, maybe wrestle with each other a little. You know, just us guys. You want to come over? And I'm like, no. She's saying, you like it, don't you? You like sucking my dick, you little fucking faggot. And then she rolls you over and fucks you in the ass and says, you love it, you little pussy boy. You love getting fucked in the ass. I'll bet you wish I was a man. I'll bet you wish I was a real cop, fucking faggot. And you're getting off on this thing you've never gotten off before. That's still straight. But then, when you go off to the bar and discuss this or any other sexual experience with other guys, that's gay. exactly why, but it's not. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? <laughs> Let's start again. 
I said Lance. Oh, Lance. So <laughs> my, so my, the TA for uh, one of my no, English, one my name English, is Lance. No, one of the, the TA. He wasn't even English, but the TA for my English three thirteen Rabkin class was always like, "Yes, Lance. What do you have to say? You're not English, you fat fuck. You fat Lance. English major fuck." 